0: Section 2 of A Battle of the Books This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Al Graff A Battle of the Books by Gail Hamilton Author's Introduction When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for an author to dissolve the bands which have connected him with his publishers a decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that he should declare the causes which impel him to the separation the war between authors and publishers has been a conflict of ages on the one side the publisher has been looked upon as a species of wantly dragon whose daily food was the brain and blood of hapless writers. Devoured he poor authors all, that could not with him grapple, but at one sup he ate them up, as one would eat an apple. On the other side, the author has been considered, like Shelley, an eternal child in all that relates to practical business matters, and a terrible child at that, incapable of comprehending details and unreasonably dissatisfied with results a definite illustration will sometimes throw more light on a general principle than reams of abstract discussion but in the matters of this sort definite illustrations are very hard to come at in any case of trouble between author and publisher it is for the interest of the latter that it be kept as quiet as possible even if he be unquestionably right and the difficulty be owing solely to the author's inexperience and impracticability, the ill odor of having had a quarrel will hardly be neutralized by any knowledge of its causelessness. The sympathy of the public is more likely to be with the author than with the publisher. The author also is held to silence by various considerations. The difficulty of getting at the real state of the case, and the misgiving which results from it, The always unpleasant nature of the controversy, the obtrusion of one's private affairs, as if it were a theme of general interest, the uncertainty of any good to be obtained, the fatigue and disgust of the quarrel itself, a thousand circumstances combine to make it appear altogether easier and better to let the matter go than to take the trouble of any adequate presentation or explanation of it. But as he is never quite satisfied, He can never quite let it go, and though there come not a real thunderstorm crashing among the hills, but clearing the skies, there are low mutterings and occasional flashes which betoken a signal discontent of the elements. Thus exists the chronic feud between authors and publishers, partly traditional, partly experimental, a matter often for outward jest, but quite as often of deep and serious import, it is a sort of bushwhacking in which every man whacks on his own account and frequently does not know that there is any other bushwhacker than himself so the warfare goes on but to no end nobody learns wisdom from another man's experience because the other man keeps his experience to himself i propose to supply what the theologians call a felt want and to become the historian of a contest all of which i saw and part of which I was. From the confusions of long misunderstanding, I would fain evolve an intelligent and lasting peace, when, in the language of Dr. Johnson, I am animated by this wish, I look with pleasure on my book, however defective, and deliver it to the world with the spirit of a man that has endeavored well. If it be instigated by any other motive that pure benevolence, the fact will doubtless appear in its progress. Should my little cask of oil be poured out in vain upon the stormy waters? Should I, instead of soothing their rage, be whelmed beneath it? There remains the consoling assurance that no one else is involved in my fate. It would be hypocritical to apologize for the intrusion of private affairs upon public notice, when it is notorious that there is nothing the public so dearly loves, nothing upon which it so eagerly fastens, nothing which it so greedily devours as private affairs. Indeed, the privacy of affairs seems to be sometimes the only element of interest they possessed, and the delight which the public finds in them is proportioned to the amount of good manners it was necessary to sacrifice in order to get at them. I give fair warning that this narration is not intended to be of interest or value to any but authors and publishers. A logbook is not generally considered a very entertaining reading. Yet it may be scanned with great eagerness by those who are following the tracked chronicles. This is simply the logbook of a desperate voyage. A careful knowledge of which may prevent many a young mariner from being drawn into it himself. End of section two. Recording by Al Graf.